The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. When we expend negative energy towards others and the world around us, we push ourselves further away from our own success. Welcome to Wealthy Thoughts with your host, Richard Levy. Our show provides a positive blueprint to what you could be doing in order to bring more success to your life. Now, here is Richard Levy. Hello, dear friends. I'm Richard Levy in Chicago, the Windy City. And welcome to Wealthy Thoughts, where we talk about the thoughts necessary to attract prosperity and wealth into your life as long as you decide to let go of negativity, take action, and persistently hold your vision of success in your mind. Think wealth, have wealth. Think health, have health. Think success, have success. These are only a short sample of topics, my dear friends. I'll talk about at our Next, Think Like a Millionaire seminar in Chicago on Saturday, December 14th, just $30 a person. Please see ThoughtsMakeYouWealthy.com for registration and information. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of you in the United States and all around the world have read most likely the most popular self-help book of all times? Think and Grow Rich, written by the late Napoleon Hill. Many successful women and men in the United States and all around the world have read this blueprint for thinking success. That is passionately desiring a clear goal and visualizing success. These ingredients plus positive action, a belief in yourself, perseverance, and associating with like-minded, positive people are just some of the main points that Napoleon Hill discovered in over 500 successful people he interviewed in preparation for Think and Grow Rich. I am so excited that we're going to spend this hour talking about success and wealth, one of my favorite topics, if not the most favorite topic, as well as how to overcome challenges to a prosperous life that you are so worthy and deserving of. Listen carefully, dear friends, to every word that my guest, Mr. Don Green, Executive Director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation, expresses about success today. My hope, my wish, is that your life will become even richer, happier, and more prosperous after this hour with Don. Don's book, Everything I Know About Success I Learned from Napoleon Hill is a must for all of us who want to learn how to think the right thoughts, choose the right thoughts to think that can lead us to a successful, happy, and abundant life. 
At the young age of 41, Don became CEO of a failing bank that was just about to close and turned it around. Every year he was there, the bank made a profit. Because of being a student of Napoleon Hill and having read literally hundreds of books about success and actively practicing what he learned, Don was guided to buy property in the right locations, invest in the market and sell securities at the right time, and participate in new businesses that were later sold for handsome profits. If he was ever unsure of a business plan, Don would consult with smart, informed, and positive, wise people. Dear friends, please join me now in warmly welcoming Don Cream to Wealthy Thoughts. Hi, Don. How are you? I'm great, Richard. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, Don, we're honored that you took time out of your busy t- uh, schedule at the foundation. Don, our audience has just heard a tiny bit about your successful life. And we congratulate you. Before we begin to talk about your fantastic book, Everything I Know About Success, I Learned from Napoleon Hill, please tell us where you grew up, and did you grow up in a very wealthy family, Don? (laughs) (laughs) We, well, we had the health part down, but we never got the wealth part down. I grew up in southwest Virginia. My dad was a coal miner with a seventh grade education. My mom had a seventh grade education. They were products of the Depression. I asked mom once, why did you and dad not go past the seventh grade? She said, that's as far as a teacher went. I said, when I said we was rural, we was rural. We never got a bathroom in our home until I was in high school. And my brothers and I were the first ones to go through high school because what you did was when you got big enough to work, you went to work in the coal mines. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was uh, what was handed down from generation to generation was just hard work. But somewhere along the line, I got the idea that there's got to be a better way that you could, the, you make wages with your hands and you make good money with your mind. Mm-hmm. And I tried to uh, put that in place, uh, not always succeeding, but uh, overwhelmingly um, I learned that when things didn't work out right, it was not failure, but a, simply a lesson learned. And it didn't mean that you quit. It just meant you went and got help from someone, you took a different plan, went a different direction, and you persevered and believed that you believed in the outcome. And the more challenged it was, usually the bigger the reward is at the end. Wow. What a fantastic transition from your parents having a seventh-grade education Working most people in the coal mines to you, Don Green, deciding that you're going to use your mind to create a better life. So is that what led you to begin your journey, Don Green, reading books on success and wealth thinking to change your attitude about wealth and success? Yes, uh, you know, I read the I read the biographies. I read the where it would be Jefferson, Washington, and Lincoln. I read I read everything I get my hands on. We didn't have books in the home except for the Bible, but we had a we had a wonderful uh, library, and um, they wouldn't let you have but one book at a time. So I'd go in and get one book, and then I'd go in and I'd see when there would be a different person to this, and I'd go in and get another one. So I kind of <laughs> conned them, especially on the weekend when I knew I could read more than one book. And uh, it continued. Uh, it, it is today. I mean, I'll read three or four books a week, and if I don't read a book a week, I'm, I would be wondering what's going on because uh, I still read immensely and listen to audio tapes because 
I've learned the more I know, the more I don't know, because learning is a lifelong process. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen out there, wherever you are in your success journey, we're going to talk about journey success later on the show. You may be at the beginning, you may have gone through challenges, and you may be a multi-meaner. You just heard from Mr. Don Green, who's had and is having a prosperous life, is still learning. He's reading books. He's listening to audio programs. Three to four books a week uh, are the average for him, and is the average for him. Don, would you tell us why Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill seemed to appeal to you to the most? What attracted you to Think I would, and Grow I Rich? I think I was in the same position that Hill was. The title, we'll have to admit, is great, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the title itself, because believe me, if you're a kid five, six years old, and you ask for a dollar or 50 cents, and you hear from your mother, I didn't have nerve enough to ask my father, my, <laughs> mother, my mother would say, now your poor daddy has to crawl around on his hands and knees in that coal mines, and we don't know when he might get hurt or when he might get killed, and we heard the stories of, and of course my dad was seriously injured a couple of times, and so that caused me to develop a means and thinking how I could make a few uh, a little bit of money. At five years old, I remember picking up pop bottles with a sack, my brothers and I. And if you got 25 pop bottles picked up, you could take them to the store and they'd give you a quarter. That was a big quarter. Believe me, that was a big quarter. And uh, it, it seemed to just be natural. I, then I was always looking, you know, cut Christmas trees. I couldn't list you the jobs I've done from, uh, I've seen them they had in the movies where a guy doing movies said he used to drive a school bus. I used to drive a school bus. It paid $75 a month. The reason I was able to get the job was I don't think nobody wanted it. Doing, wow. Driving a school bus for $75, but it was a morning, it was an afternoon, which I was in school of the day. So it was a, it was a great, but I cut Christmas trees. I ran a zoo um, uh, when I was a kid. I caught rattlesnakes when I was still in high school and put them on display and charged a quarter. I was able wow. to I was able to loan my oldest brother money to buy his first house. I mean, it's just a tremendous feeling. Uh, I remember making the money and doing things, and my mom once said, "Now you want to be careful and not make too much money." He said people won't like you, and I said, "Mom, they got a problem, haven't they?" Oh, I love it. Did you catch that, ladies and gentlemen? You don't hear a fear of success from from Mr. Don Green uh, from the message his dear, loving mother gave him back then. Don said the person would have a problem. Don, the principles that I mentioned in his introduction, goals, passion, discipline, staying positive, and having a workable plan are not that complicated. If one follows them, certainly, certainly like you have in your life, success follows. But, Don, if someone doesn't follow these rules, lacks discipline, or gives up at the first sign of a challenge, what happens? Well, Richard, I've always said, and I've told, I taught this material 12 times at the University of Virginia where I originated the class. It's been taught about 20 years. I told them, if you're a failure, you've got to find some excuses, some alibis. You've got to say, you can think one day the government takes too much taxes. Next day, you can say the spouse spends too much money. The employer is not fair to you. You can't get ahead today. There's no opportunity. On and on and on. Just every which one's handy for to use on that particular time. But if you're a success, you don't have to explain it. It shows loud and clear. And it's just wow. easier to me to be a success and have to try to think up a different excuse every day. I got you on that. That makes sense to me. Don, you say the starting point of all success is the desire to be successful. And Napoleon Hill has defined a 
burning desire as a starting point of all achievement. Would you please expand on that for our audience about well, burning desire? Well, the reason it's important is if we have a strong desire, it's what propels us to. You know, I said, Richard, you don't have to be. You don't have to be too awful smart. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not an A student. I never won the valedictorian. But if you have something that you have a desire that you're thinking about when you go to sleep, you're waking up with it when you wake up, and you're thinking about it when you're having your meals, and you stick with it, you're going to be. You're going to be success. And but you got to have something other. Otherwise, if it gets a little bit rough, you'll say. And the wife or the spouse, they said, you know, I said, what makes you think you can start a cable TV company? You got no money. I mean, what makes you think you could do that? You ought to know better. As, or you said, well, I should have listened. You know, after a little bit of attempts. He on one of his audios I got, I was listening to, he said, he would ask the audience, how many times on the average do people try something before they quit? And the audience will holler one, three, two. And he said, no, no, the average is less than one. Because you got to factor in there. Those people never even started. Oh, you know? my goodness. It's a, ladies and gentlemen, did you catch that for Don Hill quoted uh, Napoleon Hill? Um, majority of people don't even start. They find excuse. But you're not one of them, ladies and gentlemen. After today's show, I want you to be motivated to follow your burning desire like Don was talking about. Don, we're going to go to a quick break, and we're going to pick up on success and wealth uh, talk. And this is fantastic. We're grateful to you, Don. We appreciate you. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend. Mr. Don Green. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend, 
Mr. Don Green of the Napoleon Hill Foundation, Executive Director. And before we went to commercial, Don just happened to slip in his comment about a cable company. He was quoting Napoleon Hill, who said, majority of people, the average person finds an excuse not to follow their burning desire, their plan. They just give up. And Don mentioned, maybe you're going to start a cable company. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go buy his book and read the story about Don actually with his attorney purchase a cable company it's a long story but the message is short and sweet they figured out how to beat the competition they sold it for a few years a few years later for a nice profit and you're going to see the principles of success so don we can congratulate you on that uh, big success don you mentioned persistence so many times in your lovely book every one of us will encounter challenges on the way to the top. You have, I have, and every one of our listeners have. But those who are persistent make it. Don, would you be so kind to share the story from your book about one Mr. R.U. Darby, who was searching for gold but was not very persistent? Well, it's a tremendous story, and, and uh, you know, if you visit my office sometime, you'll see these future projects. You mentioned the word when we was talking about uh, having vision, visualization, which is a can be a whole program because I love the topic. But I could see uh, projects that need to be done. When the economy turned down, I thought, gosh, this is a time for persistence. And so I thought, gosh, three feet from gold, what a, what a terrific uh, idea that would be. So immediately I had our attorney copyright that term, and... Uh, and uh, I knew I was going to develop a, a book on it because just as the economy was turning down, Darby went out west and discovered gold, and gosh, it looked pretty good. So uh, he didn't have the equipment to do it on a large scale, so he goes back to Merle, and he raises money from friends and relatives and so forth and goes back out there. And he's really, really doing great for a little while, and that gold ran out. And uh, he tried a little bit more, and it, it seems that there was no more gold there, so... He sold his equipment to a junk man, goes back to uh, Merlin. He said he did learn something. He'd become a, a well-known insurance salesman. He, and the lesson he learned was no more will he give up because this time he gave up. And the old junk man hires an engineer and finds out he was he was within three feet of getting back to where the goal was. It's a vein that quit and it's to pick back up. And, he's, and the man mined millions of dollars out of it because... Uh, Darby's bit of just giving up uh, when he was, we call it, three feet from gold. And wow. so many of us, I think, do that. Uh, we try, and maybe we try, and we try, but we lose belief in ourselves that we can accomplish it. So what do we do? We quit, and we start out again. We start out again. We start out again. We're forever starting, but never finishing. Wow. Well, Don, you talk about in your book over and over about the, quote, extra mile. So... Often, it is so important for those of us who wish to be successful in business and in our personal lives. But you say 95% of people do not go the extra mile? Yeah, that uh, absolutely. And that's funny. And, and that equates about the number of people that's not successful. I'm doing a book on personal finance, and I'll mention a little bit about it. Uh, I had a quote. It's not in my book. about from Eisenhower, he said, if you only want food, clothing, and shelter, they give you all three of those in prison. That's oh. surviving. Food, clothing, shelter, you get all three of them. And he said, that's what most people are doing. They're surviving. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we need to live. And the second step would be is we need some wealth that you talk about so well in all your all 
what you do, that we need some wealth because I call it rainy day. One day it's going to rain, meaning we're too old to work. We get we get uh, we don't have the health and all to continue to bring in that paycheck. So we have to have some wealth accumulated. And and the third reason is to have a good life. If uh, you come home one day and your spouse says, "Let's go to that new restaurant. It's expensive, but they say it's really good." And you have to say, "I will got to wait till next month. I get my government check. We don't have anything left." Or you want to travel. You know, it takes money to lead a good life. And then the fourth reason, which is what I think I'm trying to do today, is if we is to leave a legacy, and that is to be able to take what we've done and make a difference in the lives of others of our own choosing. We can choose to help the church, the school, the college, medical research, or ever what. But that's where we create our legacy, but not but what we got out of life, but what we was able to give back. Give him back, and we're going to talk about that later on in the show. But, ladies and gentlemen, did you catch what a successful and prosperous man like Don Green just mentioned? You got to give back to society, to the schools, to uh, health organizations, whatever you want to give to, and you will get rewards back to you. You mentioned, Don, uh, people accumulating wealth, a lot of people who've accumulated wealth so that they can travel, go to their favorite restaurants whenever they wish to. You have to find your passion. You need to find your passion. And you say you'll never work again. Don, how important is finding and following a passion in the success equation? Well, because uh, we hear the term burnout, you know, uh, people work 20 years on a job or what have you, and they say they're suffering from burnout. Uh, What they mean is they're wanting to quit. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, there's enough challenges out there. I can't wait to get to work of the day. I mean, that may sound crazy, but I I absolutely love what I'm doing. And as I told the trustees at my age and the financial shape I'm in, if I don't love what I'm doing, I'm not going to do it no more. You know, wow. I mean, you got to find something you love. I can't wait to turn out the next audio project, the next interview, the next book endorsement, of the next school that I go speak to, or the federal prison, or, or whatever. And uh, I, I love doing it because this, what the reward is is uh, the second step of Hill's six steps for riches. The first one, desire what? What do you do most desire? And the second one, what do you intend to give to entitle you to what you want? And that's sowing and reaping. You know, if you've not sown anything, I remember my friend Zig Ziglar used to say, uh, uh, did you get anything from in the mail from Sears today? And they said, no. So you must not have ordered nothing. You never ordered nothing. You never planned a seed. You and I can't go to the garden and pick corn if we didn't sow no seeds. Mm-hmm. And, and that's sowing and reaping. But it seems that most people skip over that. They know they want something or another which I call entitlement, if you, if you don't do anything to earn it, it's entitlement, or you can call it welfare or ever what. But you've got to decide what you want, and then you've got to figure out a plan, what you're going to give to entitle you for someone to put money into your hand or a check. Wow. So, folks, do you hear, once again, that four-letter word started with G, came up again, giving. And he talked about what you sow is what you read. And we're talking about the thoughts that you need to focus on, to think about, so that you accumulate success, attract success, and accumulate wealth. Don, all through your book, you talk about success as a journey and not as a destination. In fact, I'd like to quote, the accomplishment is not 
the most important part of the experience. Wow. It is what we become while we are on the journey that is the most important thing. Would you touch on that, please, Don? Yeah, it's, it's very important. It's, it's a quote, direct quote from Ben Sweetland when he said, success is a journey, not a destination. What's important is what we become. If you had a goal to get a million dollars in the, in the bank and you got the million dollars and you just sit there and say, well, I made it. I mean, made what? You know, you, so you made a, made a million dollars. It's a type of person. You and I wouldn't equate the success of a person who's went to school or got a job or, or, or like knew a place, invented something other than made money. We think a lot more of someone who, who earned money than someone who won the lottery. It's not the same thing when they say that saying a fool and their money are soon parted. That's the reason you read all these stories of people that won the lottery. In a few years, most of them are broke because they didn't acquire wisdom. There's a verse in the Bible that says, get rich slowly. And what I interpret that to mean is you should be learning something other as you go away uh, on the way. You don't just wake up one day and, and, and say, well, I was a failure yesterday. I'm a success today. No, it's a journey. You learn and you acquire wisdom. You learn what to buy and what not to buy and how to invest and how to diversify your, your assets and so forth and, and, and what to do, how you should behave at work and your contacts with your people and who you should be associating and spending your time with. You learn those little lessons as you, as you go along. Otherwise, you've missed, the, you've missed the whole message. So Don, Don Green just brought up again learning. Read books, listen to audio programs. He's reading three to four books away. He's a very successful man. He's still learning. Ladies and gentlemen, copy that. That is a model for you. Don, you say the greatest element of human success is fixedness of purpose. Have an aim, a target, a goal, and focus on having it. After 45 years of studying successful people, you have found that all successful people knew where they were going. Certainly, they would change and alter their route if necessary, and even got expert help and support if needed. But they remained focused on what they wanted until they got it. Would you please talk about how important this is, this fixedness of purpose, Don? Oh, it's, it's absolutely must. I mean, uh, if you and I are, I'm in Chicago visiting you, and we decide we want to go to Los Angeles. We know where we want to go, and we've, we might not know all the stops along the way. We've got to decide if we're going to fly or we're going to drive, we're going to ride the train or whatever. We've got to do some planning. But also, we don't have to know all the steps along the way. That don't mean that we don't start. Most people, I've found out, they're waiting until perfect circumstances. There are no such thing as perfect circumstances. If you're waiting for perfect circumstances, you'll never start. The first mm-hmm. thing is to have the desire and then look for the how. Victor Frankl, in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, was in uh, uh, the uh, Auschwitz Nazi concentration camp for three and a half years. Of course, he is an educated man. But the whole, whole thesis of his book seems to me to be was, if you know why you want to do something another strong enough, you can discover the hows along the way. And, uh, and that's the first thing to develop is a burning passion, why you want to why you want to accomplish something other, and then you start working for the methods you're going to get there, whether it be help, uh, more time, a better plan, uh, further study, or whatever. Uh, you know, 
I can remember doing a dry cleaning business because I wore a suit every day. I thought it was very important that the president of the bank be the best dressed person in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, there was a sign behind a place I went to where I found out the executives in another town when I was working. They had a sign up behind the behind the, the uh, Sobel's Men's Store, and it said, "I asked where the men at Eastman Kodak got their suits," and they said, "That's the businessmen. They go there. It's tailored suits. I couldn't afford but one." But they had a sign up back the back of the cashier. It said, "If you're going to be a success, first dress the part." And uh, and that was part of the journey. I was uh, was uh, was dressing the uh, dressing the part and knowing where I was where I was going to go. And, wow, uh, we doing what so, necessary to get there. So, ladies and gentlemen, Don Green figured out that he needed to buy a clothing business. Why? Because he wanted to dress for success. He read that. He only had one suit. He had a reason. So that's the uh, the important information you want to remember, my dear friends. When you select your goal, why do you want to have this goal? What will it do for you? And this will help motivate you. Ah, This is fantastic, Don. We're going to come right back after the break and continue on with our dear friend Don Green and talk more about success, my favorite subject. I'm Richard Levy speaking with Don Green. You're listening to Wealthy Thoughts on the Empowerment Channel at Voice America. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend, Mr. Don Green, Executive Director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And before we went to break, Don was actually talking about his one suit here. Why, when you have goals, dear friends, you want to have Answer to be able to answer the question, why do you want to achieve whatever you desire to have, whatever your goal is, have a why. And Don mentioned when he started 
in the banking business at age 41, he had one suit to his name. After he sold the bank, retired from the banking and finance business, Don had more than 38 suits to his name. And these were not your everyday suits. These were class act suits. So that is a message about the principles of success, ladies and gentlemen. Learn, read, listen, study, follow the people who have accomplished and model them, and you will too. Speaking of goals, let's talk about goals, Don, for just a moment. How can you help yourself to succeed and accomplish a goal? Don, you mentioned several important tips in your book that I would like for you to comment on. We'll just briefly talk about five of them. You mentioned something that seems very simple, Don. Write your goals. They serve as a contract with yourself. Don, what about writing the goals out? Yeah, absolutely. I still do it today. I can go back and show you the goal cards I had for 20 years ago. I took a I took a yellow pad in a month somewhere in December, uh, around the holidays or whatever, and I start writing down things on a legal pad on what I want to accomplish in the next year and the next few years and so forth. And I'll do some thoughts about them. You know, I want to publish a book on this. I want to uh, uh, contribute this to the college. I want to get this started. I want to move this project and so forth and so on. And then I put them. I, I put the. I put them down on a three by five card. And because I had a suit every day, I would put that uh, three by five card inside of my coat pocket. So if I got on the phone talking for a long period of time, or maybe at lunch waiting on someone to come join me for lunch, uh, or even uh, been known to do it looking at a red lighter in traffic, I would pull out and say, "Gosh." I said I was going to get a Napoleon Hill marker up. It says June. I've not done. I've not got anything going on that. And it would, uh, it would, uh, it would remind me. And uh, and uh, I did. You know, it, I, I gave a speech once at Chamber of Commerce, and a, t- a teacher came up at the end of it. Um, said she was a teacher, and she said, "Oh, I write. I do my goals every year. I just don't write them down." And I said, "That's why we call them dreams." I wow. said, "It's important to write them down because then you can look at that thing and says, gosh, I said you're." When I did this thing, I said I was going to finish Don's book, and uh, and uh, and or I was going to uh, sell a piece of real estate, um, uh, or you know, uh, uh, every every what, or I was going to work on a scholarship for uh, this organization or whatever. And uh, you know, it it's a constant reminder to you because it also plants that on our subconscious. Uh, you know when. And sometimes we don't get the goals done. We have put a date to them. Otherwise, they're, you know, they're, they're just a daydream. They're not, if we don't put a, a sign of goal to them, they're someday. And as I used to use this lesson in class first night, I said, now you do your goals and you put a date to them. Because if you don't, you keep saying someday. And I said, the first thing you do when you go home, get the calendar out and see if you can find someday on there. <laughs> someday is not on the calendar. Someday is a plot way of blind yourself. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to start an exercise program. I'm going to start saving money. I'm going to pay my credit cards off. And as long as we don't put a date on that, it's someday. And there is no such thing as someday. Wow. We don't have someday. We don't have Sunday in a calendar. I have a calendar, and I sure don't see Sunday on it. I see Saturday and Sunday and Monday, but not a Sunday. Folks, did you hear what Don just mentioned? 
write your goal down on paper and put a date or timeline on that. Otherwise, it is, as Don just said, it's a dream. And successful people write them down and give dates. And you mentioned very simply, Don, goals must be yours and not somebody else's. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, exactly. I managed a finance office one time, and occasionally I'd have, I'd have lunch with this guy. And uh, his name was Lynn. And, uh, and, uh, and Lynn's father had been very successful. He's a banker. He'd started his own bank and what have you. And Lynn worked in real estate. And one day he told me, he said, you know, I always want to be an artist. I've dabbled in this stuff and all. But he said, my dad wanted me to follow his path. I said, Lynn, that's a poor excuse. Your dad's been dead for several years now. He said, I'm too old. I said, you're not as old as Grandma Moses. <laughs> I said, she started out at a late date. I said, there's no such thing as being a late starter as long as you're alive. The, 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 I said, history books is full of people like uh, uh, the old guy, Kentucky, the colonel, Kentucky colonel started Kentucky Fried Chicken actors on Social Security. You got Grandma Moses and, and on and on and on, even Winston Churchill. People at their major accomplishment were done in their later years. I said, you can't use your dad for an excuse because he's dead. It's because you don't want it bad enough. And he said, I hadn't thought of it like that way. I said, go out and buy you some friggin' paint and some brushes and start painting if that's what you want to do. I said, you got enough money to live. Good for you. So that, that's a good tip. Take action. Make it happen. Don't, there's no age limit on the success thing. You can start as a young man, young woman, or you can start after retirement like the Colonel did of Colonel Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Don, a little while earlier in the show, you talked about one of your favorite topics, visualization. In fact, you have an entire chapter on visualizing goals. And you turned around the old saying, ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. If saying is, I will believe it when I see it, Don reworded that a little bit. Don has it, I will see it when I believe it. Don, that is fantastic. Oh, thank you, Richard. And, it, and, it's, and if you think about it, it's absolutely truth. Now, we don't see a lot on visualization. Uh, there's a few real good books. I read one by an Indian author, and I can't pronounce her name, many years ago. But it's an absolutely, you know, I'm not getting preaching but job says well, my people have no my people burish where they have no vision and that means we got to see things as we want them not as they are and it's just important because it's like a road map it's like a it's like a, a beacon out there that we're going to is uh, surely we see things as we want them to be and not as they are otherwise there's no progress there's no progress in medicine. There's no progress in science. There's no progress in anything if you're content with the present situation. You have to be able to see it. Uh, my good friend Jim Stovall, who's blind, as you know, his story, and uh, he's written 20-some books, and he's a well, well, very wealthy individual. And uh, he wrote a book, uh, and he's just piecing one of our books on blind faith. And uh, he said, there's a lot worse than being blind, and that is having no vision. Oh, that is so powerful. I have this Jim Sova. It sounds so wonderful, and our, heart, our just appreciation to him goes right out. Um, you quote the wonderful Napoleon Hill saying, It has been said that man can create anything he imagines. So you subscribe to that, don't you, Don? Yes, yes, and I think it's absolutely true. And that's his most popular saying, what the mind of man can 
uh, conceive and believe the mind can achieve. You know, you've got to be able to see it, and then you've got to be able to uh, to believe it. I mean, you know, the, the history is full of it. You know, the the uh, uh, Wright brothers coming home, and their dad, I guess, was a minister or a priest, and the boys tell them they're going to fly, and they said, you know, you heard all them stories. If man was meant to fly, he'd have been born with wings, and on and on and on. And then most people say, well, I guess there's something to that, you know. I guess there's something to that. And we'd never have no progress without people having that visualization. You know, if it's a simple old thing like a light bulb, can you imagine us not having a light bulb? I mean, I just couldn't couldn't, couldn't imagine it. But no. it was because someone was able to visualize it. And right. That is, is somebody visual, Thomas Edison, and you talk about him where he had so many failures, but he had the big success, and that's the one that counts. In fact, you mentioned in your book, the use of your vision helps you to focus on things not as they are, but on things as you want them to be. If we focus on things the way they are, no change will take place. When we imagine, that is, visualize, dear friends, our idea, our passion, our improvement, whatever, then we are no longer looking at the real natural world. We're visualizing our goals. Don, comments? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I went to uh, I went to a two-year school in college, and uh, and that's all we had here. And, uh, and it was necessary for me to work and go to school and not to uh, finish it. But... Uh, I got a little catalog, and I memorized that thing. I could see myself, you know, taking two course of a night and taking two course of a night and then see myself taking three. And I knew pretty well when I was going to have a degree in, uh, in accounting and, and finance. And, I mean, I was able to see that. I could see where I was going to be and uh, uh, at the end of getting that, uh, working in finance and all of a sudden having a college degree and seeing the next step of being uh, uh, specializing and then, and then getting a graduate degree. Degree and I think and that like Ralph Waldo Emerson's theory of compensation that he'll quote so much. I can see people coming to me wanting to hire me because of my experience and my work ethics and uh, and uh, what kind of name I'd made for myself that I didn't have to be out knocking on doors that people would recognize me and make offers to me and, wow. and it's, it's happened throughout my life. After my first employment, I never had to seek employment again the rest of my life, and I've never been unemployed. Someone oh. was always contacting me, and I couldn't even take up the deals. I mean, now I've been out of banking 14 years. People still approach me and uh, and call me and says, "We'd like to." The directors would like to come and meet with you. They would like to, and I said, "Gentlemen, I'm doing all. I've got my passions laid out, and uh, I handle my own financial stuff." But I don't have time to sit on as a board of director or help manage a bank. I said it was 38 wonderful years, but uh, I've chose the route that I'm going on right now, and that's what I'm going to devote my time to. Well, Don, speaking of, we got a minute before break. You have in your office this sign, if it is to be, it is up to me. Could you take about a minute and tell us what that means to you? Yeah, I look at that, and I got it stuck in my car where I can see it is. If it is to be, it's up to me. If I was to have a slow day, if I look over beside the phone and see that message there and said, well, if there's nothing happening, it's, it's my responsibility to make it happen. Contact Richard and get on his show. Uh, contact some of these foreign authors and often. Uh, publishers and offer you books and so forth because I got a, a million things back here I can do besides just sit here and, and start off into space, you know. <laughs> and, 
So that take, that's a sign of taking responsibility and for your life, for your goals, for your passions. And you certainly have uh, shown that with your example, with the many successes you've had in your life. And we salute and honor you. We'll be right back after the break to talk more to our dear friend, Mr. Don Green, Executive Director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. We're going to talk more about success. Stay with us. I'm learning. I hope you're learning. And he talked about how important learning is. I'm Richard Levy with Don Green. Stay with us. We'll be right back. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at VoiceAmericaTRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN or follow along with us at VoiceAmericaTRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. This is Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. To reach us today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is WealthyThoughts at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Richard Levy with our dear friend Don Green, Executive Director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. We've talked about passion. We've talked about giving. We've talked about visualization and writing goals. And so there's a lot of information to show. After the show is on my website, thoughtsmakeyouwealthy.com, listen to the show over and over. There's volumes of information. I know I will because I'll learn something new every time I listen to that. We're going to talk about thoughts, which is one of my favorite topics. It's named my website, Thoughts Make You Wealthy. Don, in your book, you write, the mind is never at rest. It is either building up are tearing down. It produces either riches or poverty, success or failure, misery or have happiness. Don, your comments on that. 
Yeah, I think it's real important to understand that. You know, the three popular words in the old book are thoughts or things. Everything begins in our thought process and uh, and how we handle them. The thoughts is the beginning, and, of course, the thoughts lead to action, and then the action leads to uh, habits, and our habits make us. And, you know, it doesn't matter, uh, Richard, whether, whether it's uh, good thoughts or bad thoughts. Uh, they define who we are. Uh, you know, the old saying we use it over and over and over is we first make our habits and our habits make us good or bad. You know, if you got a habit of reading, getting up reading a good book of morning or you got a habit of getting you some, uh, popping you some pills or whatever, you're going back to bed or getting up and going out early to work and putting in the extra mile. Um, a guy told me one time that's who was in my office the other day, he's a mentor and I won't mention his name, he's a private person worth millions and millions and millions. Uh, but uh, he's a good guy, a good <laughs> contributor. But uh, he told me uh, many years ago, many years ago, I mean like um, 40 years ago, we had a conversation, and he said, you know if you do a little bit extra one day? I said, probably won't matter. I said, probably nobody knows it. I said, you do a little bit extra for a week? I said, probably won't matter. But if you continue that throughout your lifetime, he said, at some point you'll be the success other people are only left to dream about. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, do you hear that? Don Green talked about going the extra step today, tomorrow, maybe not noticeable, but it will be noticed over the long term, and you will be the success, and will you will reap the rewards of what you're giving out, your dedication. Speaking of dedication to not only yourself but your mind, Napoleon Hill says, and this is from your book, Don, if you do not conquer self – you will be conquered by others. And then you mentioned, Don, in your own words, do, do you regularly think positive thoughts and take action or let yourself be influenced by negativity around you and quit and give up? Don, your thoughts on that, please. Well, you know, it goes back to, I think, to visualization. If we have to have little signs in our on our refrigerator, on our bathroom, or whatever, to constantly remind you, if it is to be, it's up to me, or uh, this is my day, or so forth, or read a good verse when we get up for the morning, and, or whatever. It's, it, it gets, it gets down to where my friend Ed Foreman used to say, well, you can either say, uh, uh, good morning, Lord, or Lordy, it's morning, you know, and it, it sounds like the same thing, but there's a whole lot of difference in it on which, on the way we, on the way we look at it. And, um, I think it's just so important that we have the good thoughts, and we're likely to have the good thoughts if we have a passion. Because if we have a passion, that's what our mind is going to concentrate on. It's going to concentrate on them steps that we need to reach there. You know, we say the mind is kind of like a garden. Uh, if and you don't plant something other in it, weeds will grow. Something will pop up. So when we say uh, uh, that uh, uh, my mother used to say in, uh, that idleness was a devil's workshop, Meaning that boys get in trouble, especially boys, if they don't have something or another to occupy their mind. And I think it's a great statement. Idleness is a devil's workshop because uh, you're going to do something or other, either constructive or destructive, because it wasn't meant to just sit and not do nothing. So stay active. And the opposite of thinking and growing rich is thinking with limitations, whether one's idle or it's it's very goal oriented and motivated. Napoleon Hill says from your book, Don, there are no limitations to the mind except those we acknowledge. Both poverty and riches 
are the offspring of thought. Don, what do you, could you comment? Uh, yes, I, you know, I had I had direct experience of that. Uh, I used to attend uh, events of a famous religious organization. I won't mention them on the phone. And uh, they're wonderful people. They publish a lot of uh, books. And I was in Cleveland, Ohio, as an invited guest, and we had their names. You know, I had Don Green, Wise, Virginia, and this is at one of the fancy, fancy places. And uh, was treated well. I was picked up by limo, brought to the place, and I'm sitting there at a big round table, and this gentleman's up there speaking. And uh, there was a table, I would say there was uh, probably at least eight of us at a round table, and that's the way people were seated. And I had my name, Don Green, Wise, Virginia, and this lady sits near me. She says, Wise, Virginia, where is this? I said, it's down the Appalachian Mountains. And, of course, now, and I found out later it was her husband up there speaking. So I tried to give him attention and not have conversation on. But uh, uh, she said, uh, and I didn't carry on a conversation with her. I only answered her questions. She said, you all have a lot of poor people down there, don't you? I said, yes, ma'am. And then later it was I said, why don't somebody do something to help them poor people? Mm. And uh, so at a break time, I thought it necessary for me to correct her. I said, ma'am, I said, I'm going to give you a lesson today <laughs> that I hope you can write down and remember. I said, uh, and it's important. I said, because I've got it from experience. When the limo picked me up in Cleveland, I said, we came, we traveled by where the Cleveland ball field was. I said, we cut off and we circled under to, after we made the exit and cut off to come downtown. I could look back under a bridge and I could see homeless people. Evidently, there were homeless people. It looked like they were living there. I said, I'm in a small town with three red lights. I don't think we have no homeless people. If we do, I never heard of it. I think a church or somebody would take them in. But I said, here's what I want you to remember. If you don't remember nothing from this meeting, it'll be as important as last lesson that you'll ever learn in your life. And you may not think so, but if you'll write it down. And it's this. I said, we have rich people and poor people everywhere. Everywhere. Because both of them are products of the mind. I said, we have plenty of rich people where I live, and we also have plenty of poor people because both poverty and riches, as I've read over and over, and I believe with all my heart, are the results of the way we think. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the main subject of today's talk that Don just shared. I want you to listen to that story over and over as you listen to this broadcast. This lady saw poverty. Don sees riches. It all starts in the mind. Don, this has been a fabulous hour. We love you. We hug you. I completely endorse your book. Ladies and gentlemen, go out and buy it. Order everything I know about success. I learned from Napoleon Hill. You can get the book, Don, uh, correct, from Amazon. Barnes and Noble or yeah, it's a Richard. It's a, it's on Kindle. It's on Nook, and I got an email from them. It will be an audio, and it'll be an audio in December. So far, I've licensed it in nine foreign languages, and I'm sure that with a little work, it should end up in thirty or forty foreign languages. And the big thing of it, this is the big thing that I want to stress is, Don didn't don't mean to brag, but Don didn't need the money. It was a chance to me to raise some money. We do scholarships with our money here at the University of Virginia. We do a lot of prison work. Not one cent of the money is mine. It's going to educate young people to make a well, difference. 
And that I want people to contribute to the uh, foundation and understand that. Go get this book. It is fantastic. Everything I know about success, I learned from Napoleon Hill. Don, to show you our appreciation and a big thank you. I'm going to send you a copy, a signed copy of my book, Thoughts Make You Wealthy. I'll get that over to Wise Virginia. Thank you so much, Don. We loved having you with us today. I learned a lot. So did our listeners around the world. Anytime I can help you or the audience. Uh, get in touch. Our website's www.naphill.org. That's our homepage, and they can learn more and to see what we're doing and what uh, books and audios and so forth, courses and so forth that we have. Okay. Thank you, Don. Naphill.org. Thank, thank you, Don, very much. We love you, and we appreciate you being with us. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, whatever you focus on, think about, feel, believe, and talk about is what you will attract. Why not place your attention on success, wealth, love, health, and happiness for most of the day? In the meantime, be sure to love and appreciate and admire and approve of the most important person on the planet, you. And be sure to help support others in their quest for success. Share your tips, techniques, and secrets for success that you know, that you learned today, that you learned from Don Green, and help others live happier, healthier, and more abundant lives. As Don says, what you give out comes back to you in, in multiples. This is Richard Levy. We'll see you next Monday for another presentation of Wealthy Thoughts. So long from Chicago. Bye-bye. Thank you for inviting positive success into your life this week on Wealthy Thoughts. Please join host Richard Levy again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. Central Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And this week, think of something positive you can do to bring success to yourself and others. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.